0: This is the Business Storytelling Podcast with Christoph Trapp. Available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and other podcast channels. Want to play it on your iPhone? Just
1: ask Siri to play the Christoph Trapp Business Storytelling Podcast. Also available on Alexa. Here's Christoph with today's episode
0: storytellers it's Christoph Trapp your host and author of content performance culture today I want to talk about Instagram it is one of my favorite platforms Uh, I love 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 Instagram stories finding new animations and new music and all those different things Um, but I'm not the expert on Instagram so I invited Corey Walker on the show Corey thanks for joining us
1: hi thanks for having me today
0: And Corey, you are an Instagram expert, the author of Instagram for Dummies.
1: Yes. So there's actually two books out. There's Instagram for Business for Dummies, which was the first one, and then Instagram for Dummies. So the first one is a little bit more marketing focused. And the second one is just for anyone that wants to use Instagram.
0: And you know, of course, I'm a numbers guy, and I thought, who buys books for dummies? I don't. Don't call me a dummy, Corey. We just met. <laughs> and I mean, people are buying the thing. It's oh, listed yeah. at number 48 in photography, and number 82 in social media guides. And oh. uh, we just did a show on um, how do you rank on Amazon, and it updates every hour. Blah blah blah. You guys can listen to that show if you care. Oh, good. I will. Um, <laughs> you know. But so people are reading it, and so what's yeah. the? Uh, what do people need to know about Instagram? What are what's the tips, tricks, strategies?
1: Well, um, I mean, there's there's definitely several, and there's all these things you know going on with the algorithm that people worry about. But um, I mean, the marketing book, the business book, actually, I think sells a little bit better because those are the things that people are really interested in finding out more about is the marketing side of it. Um, We are going to do a revision of that book. Um, So we'll have all new things, but um, for me, the biggest growth thing right now in Instagram is stories. So um, I think Mari Smith just came out with something uh, recently and maybe it was directly from Facebook, but um, stories are growing at 15 times the newsfeed. So if you're not on stories and you're trying to market your business, definitely start hopping on stories. Um, I personally love stories because, um, it's a little bit more freewheeling, you know, stories, if people aren't familiar, uh, they go away in 24 hours. It's easy to create things within stories because there's so many, you know, there's stickers, there's questions, you can put gifts on there, you can add your location and hashtags and everything. And it's fairly user friendly, I think. Um, so I like using that. Um, and the other thing is, since it does go away within 24 hours, I feel like I can post things that I wouldn't necessarily post on the newsfeed. For instance, like yesterday, I did a branding photo shoot for my own business. And so I put some behind the scenes stuff that was a little, you know, rough cut kind of stuff that I wouldn't necessarily put on my news feed because I'm trying to keep my news feed a little bit more branded and things like that. So um, so that's really why I like stories Um, another area that is growing, not nearly at the speed, but is IGTV. Um, and one thing that's helping its growth is, um, that people can put something on their newsfeed as a regular post. And then if it's over that one minute time limit, it will add a little link that says, you know, view the rest of this video on IGTV. So I think that's starting to fuel more people towards IGTV because it's been a little bit slower growth. Um, so if you are thinking about doing more longer form video uh, within Instagram, then IGTV is is a good place to go for that. Um, so those are just some initial things.
0: Great. Let's dive into a couple of those. So um, IGTV, interesting. And I, I know they moved the the little button from the top yes. just disappeared, Yes. right? Because nobody clicked on it. Right. <laughs> and and, and I, I don't know, honestly, the last time I watched a full IGTV video, even in the feed, I watch the minute or whatever it Right. Is, and then I move on to the next thing. So are you seeing, are there brands out there that have success uh, with IGTV videos or um, how's that looking?
1: You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't made note of it. So it, it is tricky because a lot of people, I think what helps is if, um, if the brand is a good storyteller and they really kind of hook you on that beginning part and that you can see that there's enough after one thing I've seen some, um, posts do is they'll post the minute and then there's only maybe like 20 seconds after that. So people are kind of like, Mm -hmm. "And is it really worth my time? It only takes a second to click over. But is it worth my time going to this separate area? So I think if you do want to do something, make an effort to make it, you know, a few minutes long so they feel like, oh, there's actually going to be some decent content on the other end of this click. Um, but yeah, it is an area that it's it's growing slowly. But if you're someone that's already doing video, like on YouTube um, or Facebook and want another place to put your content, I mean, it's an excellent spot to go. So
0: So um, very, very interesting. So, you know, we talk about the Create Once, Publish Everywhere model, of course, Mm -hmm. frequently on here. And so would you recommend, so if I have, let's say I got a video, I'm using it on YouTube um, and assuming it, it fits on Instagram, right? Would you recommend that people just reuse their content there as well, or does it need to be? Wildly different.
1: I know. I think it's it's perfectly okay to be on IGTV as well, as long as you know your YouTube and your Instagram are are talking about kind of the same um, you know industry or whatever. But yeah, I think it's totally reusable. And I always um, you know tell people if you've got one piece of content, let's see how we can either split it up or just reuse it in another area. So you're hitting all your bases and you're not you know reinventing the wheel. So yeah, I would definitely. Um, you know, throw it on IGTV, see how it compares. And um, it's just, you know, one more area. If you've already created the content, why not put it up there?
0: I, I, I typically say that as well. Why not use it? The only problem I keep running into with video takes forever to upload. Mm. Right. So now I'm, I'm uploading the video to YouTube. Now that takes forever. Yeah. Now I'm putting it on, on Instagram. That takes forever. Then I want to use it. Who knows where somewhere else. And that takes forever. Yeah. Um how about Instagram stories? So one thing, I, I love Instagram stories. I mean, I use it professionally and I kind of blur those lines, certainly. But uh, Instagram stories seems like, oh, you see something, you take a picture and here it is, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, and even the the uh, especially imperfect piece of your Instagram story picture just puts some kind of emoji over it and people can't see it. Right. <laughs> um, you know, um, but how about brands? How can they... Uh what's like the approval process? How do they get stuff even on there if uh, if they have to go through approval hell or whatnot uh,
1: so with brands i mean you can use something like uh planally or later if they want you know if they want kind of a content storage area um and a lot of what I see a lot of brands doing they aren't doing as much with the just oh free you know toss something out there they are being a little bit more thoughtful about it and they might, you know, have their graphic designer build a custom template and have everything branded. So, um, in that case, then, you know, you could put it on one of these third party apps and have other people review it first. Um, now that's not going to account for anything you add to it, of course, like a sticker or, um, you know, GIF or anything like that. Um, you there's not really anything much you can do about that. So, um, so basically if you're a brand, you have to, you know, have some guidelines in place and trust your social media person to, um, get really get the brand. I have a client that is a corporate client, a hospital network, and I do their social media, um, on stories. And a lot of it is just kind of a another outreach from their regular posts. So I may even just share whatever was on their newsfeed over to stories and then add a few stickers on there. Um, so it's really up to the brand, but if you're a brand that has very strict guidelines, I would, um, you know, put some, have your graphic designer design some things ahead of time that you can get approved
0: who you don't want to get the memo who approved the swirly chocolate ice cream emoji on top of the president's (laughs) head um yes aka the poop emoji Mm -hmm. um so that's very interesting that you mentioned the the template so i mean certainly i use templates i mean even when i promote the business storytelling podcast right i got a template and i literally just swap out the pictures of the guests you know and the name of the show i mean i don't takes like thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, usually it takes longer to find the photo. Right, <laughs> and um, so that's an interesting concept, though, to create a template for people to use. What what needs to be in, included in that template, and how how would that look? I guess.
1: Well, um, for a lot of these things, I use Canva. So um, you know, Canva's been growing like crazy. And it's, it's a great app for people that aren't, um, you know, that might be intimidated by the Adobe suite of like InDesign and Photoshop and all that. So um, what you can do is create, um, if you use Canvas, um, they have like a professional account and they will actually allow you to store certain um, brand colors you can even upload your um, official topography, fonts. Um, so if you have your brand guidelines, you can go within there and you could create one template, you know, according to the right colors and fonts and all of that. And then um, you can just make a copy of it each time and just, you know, plop in a new photo and change out the text. So that's what I've been doing for my client Um and it makes it super easy. I mean you can do the same kind of thing in some of the the design programs like InDesign or um, Illustrator, but I find Canva to be just as easy or well, actually easier. Um, so that's what I usually use.
0: Everyone wants to move their content from happening to performing, and it's possible. Check out my latest book with the latest tips and tricks. And advice on how to establish that content performance culture. It's possible. The book is available at contentperformance.online. dot online. And what are some tips that you have for brands? What so when you when I'm thinking, when I hear you say, "Oh, have a template," I'm thinking big logo. You know, I mean, whatever. I'm overstating it here. Right. Um, you can talk to me off the ledge here, Corey. <laughs> um, but but, you know, what should be included, like logo bottom right, like a frame? Like what would you recommend that people have on the template? Or is it not uh, or is it just like a size or, or what should be included to get started?
1: Um, well, so, yeah. So obviously you have to have it in the correct size, which is vertical and it's um it's like 9 nine by 16, and I can't remember the exact pixel height, but it's easy to look up. And actually, if you use something like Canva, they have a stories um, template in there. But um, I would say maybe use the logo on the first story, but maybe not every single page of it. Um, one thing that I do on my stories um, so it's a hospital network and a medical group. Um, I'll have, you know, information about say, um, lung cancer. So I'll have, you know, five things to know about lung cancer. and It'll be in a story format. Um, and then at the end I will have the two doctors that were speaking about lung cancer and I'll have a photo of them and the logo. Um, so it's really up to the brand, but I wouldn't necessarily put a logo on every single page because it takes away from some of the um you know the fun I guess of stories if it's overly branded and it feels so Mm -hmm. serious and corporate I think that's kind of a turnoff to people so I, I wouldn't necessarily plaster it everywhere but if you could have one with the logo and um you know, the colors that you like, plus the type of photography that you usually use. um, I think that would be perfect.
0: Yep. Um, Very true. And do you recommend people use highlights, like to push things to the highlights tab on their profile or not so much?
1: Yes. So that's another tactic that we use. I mean, most businesses either have you know, sections or services that it could be chunked out into, or like my hospital network, um, and medical group network, they are all throughout California. So our highlights are the different regions of California. And so I will, anytime there's, um, a story that I do about a particular doctor in one area, then that story will go in that highlight. So I think it's very useful. And it is, you know, you create all this great content on stories, then it goes away in 24 hours. So at least that's a way to keep that content evergreen. And it's not just, you know, for naught that it just goes away.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the other thing I just thought about, I I kind of forgot there as you were wrapping up the the first question. Um, So I still remember when we had cheat sheets right so i'm actually impressed that you knew half of the dimensions of the oh, yeah. <laughs> story but you know like as recently as in the last year i saw teams they have cheat sheets yeah and today you know i actually did an article over on authentic storytelling.net about this um like on adobe spark um it like that's where i designed my book cover oh yeah and and i can literally go in there and i can say Take the book cover and make it an Instagram story mm-hmm. version. Right. And it just automatically does it, right? Yep. And then um, Instagram feed um, version, and it does it. And you can say uh, Facebook cover, and it does that too. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny because the more you – so the, the cover is different pieces, right? It's not one complete image. And um, the more you move things around, at the end it doesn't – it's like – um playing telephone right at the end somebody i mean it doesn't look like how it started if you go back to the original yeah so so that's becoming easier and easier because you don't actually have to have a cheat sheet um so journalism at heart here cory yes so of course i looked up instagram um, for business dummies and congratulations oh, that is you. actually uh, number four uh, very interesting number four currently of all books in website analytics ah. And yep, and then number sixty six in social media for business and ninety five in social media guides oh okay, so I think top one hundred is fantastic Yay. in any category um but what's interesting to me the it seems backwards. Why is analytics so high and social media guides lower? Do you know what I mean like- <laughs> I
1: don't know <laughs> I don't know how they decide where to put us, honestly um, yeah, I can't remember the f- first place that we were. We got like best, it was like finance or something completely random. So (laughs) I don't don't know why they they put us where they put us sometimes.
0: So I I wonder, so part of the the shift we've seen in social media marketing and content marketing is everybody wants numbers today, right? Like, is it working? Are people doing what we want them to do? How many people are reading? Blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if part of that has to do with uh, with that, having that content performance culture and people trying to figure out if we're going to use Instagram as a business, how do we see the results?
1: Well, you know, if you have a business account with um, Instagram, you can see the insights. So you can see exactly, you know, how many people are clicking on things, how many comments. Um, so I do track those for my clients. And then stories is a little bit trickier because... Um, you know, all you can really see right now are the views, um, unless you're um, having them, you know, do the swipe up, and then you can click the analytics, uh, or you can see the analytics that's going to your website. Um, the other the other area that um, I see some analytics possibilities are um, from stories to something like Linktree. And for those that don't know about Linktree, it's it's one link that you can put on your profile page. And then um, since you you know, you only have that one link available, like basically throughout <laughs> Instagram. So what Linktree does is it's one link. And then once you click that, it gives you your own landing page where you can have tons of other links to things. So if you have a story and you want people to go to the link in your bio Linktree will, um, track those analytics. So that's one way to get some, uh, analytics off of your stories post. So there are definitely ways that you can, um, track some of these things. And yeah, I mean, my corporate clients especially are definitely more interested because they want to know, well, is this working for us? I just did, um, a little piece on stories, a little presentation, to show them, yeah, you know, it is growing and we are getting a di- some different user base on stories than we are on the news feed. Um, so those are kind of some of the things that I suggest when people are asking, well, how can I convince my boss that we even know what's happening behind the scenes on, on Instagram? Um, but you do need to have that business account to get those analytics.
0: But that's easy enough to, you just switch it basically, right? Yeah, if you
1: don't have it. yeah. So you just go into settings and you can switch it. You do have to um, connect it to a Facebook business page. Uh, so, because basically, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. And so Facebook is going to store all of your credit card data and all that good stuff. So they make you link the two. So you do need a Facebook business page to get the Instagram business page. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, talk about links for a second. So uh, why do I need a-, a Linktree link? Couldn't I just have a landing page on my uh on my website and send people there? What's the advantage of sending people to Linktree versus your own website?
1: Um you can. That's totally an option, but for a lot of people, you know, that aren't necessarily web savvy, it's a super easy way to just switch things out on the fly. Um so for instance with um with the doctors that I help, um, you know, we'll do a blog post somewhere and then I can just quickly throw that link onto Linktree and it takes me two seconds rather than, um, going behind the scenes on the website and creating a new page for that. So, um, that's why I like it. It's just very user-friendly for someone that doesn't want to, you know, add extra things on their website.
0: And then, how do how do companies or brands how do they get the the avail avail um, how can they get the link in stories? What's the rule around that? I guess
1: so. You have to have ten thousand followers or more. So that can be a hindrance to a lot of people because you know it's not easy, especially if you're just a small business. Well, I shouldn't say just, but if you're a small business, like I don't even have ten thousand yet myself. Um, you do have to have that number to get the swipe up. But the other workaround is um, if you do an ad, you can do an Instagram stories ad and that will, that can link out to another page. So a lot of people don't realize, oh, I could do, you could do do like a really cheap ad and um, have it go to stories and then you'll have that option.
0: And is that for the, the the link? Is that for business accounts or you can do it with personal? Does it make any difference?
1: You would have to have the business account because it is something that's paid. And again, so your credit card is stored with Facebook. So um, yeah, when I usually do a stories ad, I do it through Facebook ads manager. It's a little tricky. It's not like the most easy user friendly thing, <laughs> I will say, but it is possible if you really want to drive people from your stories um, over to your web page.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And um, so as you mentioned that uh, linking with Facebook, I have seen more and more ads on Instagram by, by companies that aren't even on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? So they're just, they're just pushing over their Facebook ad. And when you click, it says something like uh, this advertiser is not on Instagram, but you can check them out on Facebook. Uh, how, what do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, well, you know, it's, It does work for people. I mean, I would prefer people actually be on Instagram, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's another way to reach an audience without having to maintain that whole Instagram page. So if somebody has a really big following on Facebook and they've been maintaining that and they just want more presence on Instagram, um, that is something that can be done easily through Facebook ads manager, um, Basically, what happens is it'll say when you're building it, um, there's not a current Instagram page associated with this. So we'll just show the ad on Instagram, you know, and we'll just give it the same name as your Facebook page. Um, So that's how they're doing it. And some people may not even realize they're doing it because as kind of an auto default in ads manager, it's going to say the ad placement is going to run on, you know, all these things. So unless they are savvy about knowing, oh, I can turn Instagram off, they might not even realize they're running there. Um, so it's kind of a side thing. but.
0: I, and I, I, I think that's actually true. I had um, a sales team one time when I, I went to them and I said, hey, how... How are clients how are they liking the Instagram ads that you've been selling <laughs> and they said, what? what are you talking about <laughs> and and so what they were really selling is they were selling Facebook retargeting ads right yeah and then and then of course, unless you toggle off the Instagram push, it goes to instagram
1: right and
0: of and of course they started saying, "Hey, we're selling Facebook and instagram <laughs> and uh, I mean, but they didn't they didn't realize it. Don't blame them. That's
1: kind of funny. If they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they are talking about selling Facebook retargeting ads, you'd think they would know that. <laughs> but oh well.
0: Right. Yeah, they didn't know. But then they they quickly changed that tune. Obviously. <laughs> um, how? What are some some big news items currently coming out for Facebook? I think the only one that that I had top of mind here was the likes disappearing, maybe or maybe not.
1: Yeah. Um, what else? Um, you know there there was something that came out a week or so ago. A rumor. Somebody at I think she actually works at Instagram, and she found some prototype that said they might be changing the algorithm. So right now the algorithm is very much um, user preferences based. So you know whoever I'm interacting a lot with, whoever. I like a lot of posts from, you know, all of that. I'm going to see their content much more. But um, this person was saying that they're going to offer people the opportunity to toggle between how it is now and chronological, which would mean that, you know, just you'll see posts as they come out and it has no, you know, preference towards what you really like. And I know when when this first happened, when it switched to the – only people that, you know, you really interact with people were all up in arms. But now I, I really like it because then, you know, I follow a lot of people and I don't necessarily want to see everybody's stuff. I want to see more of the people that I really like engaging with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so that is a possibility. Now, now Instagram came back and said, oh, you know, we don't know that we're going to do this or anything like that. So I don't know that it will actually come to pass, but, um, that's one thing. And then, yeah, the, the hiding likes, I know they have done that in some other countries and I feel like I came across someone's, um, Instagram, in the U S that had that, but now I can't remember who it was. Um, anyway, so the hiding likes thing that is, I mean, I think part of it is to help with the younger market that are really, you know, emotionally affected by, Oh, if I don't have, you know, 150 likes or 300 likes, then I'm useless and no one likes me. And so that, help solve that problem because they're not so focused on, you know, oh, I have to get all these likes. Um, and it will force some of these influencers that are buying likes and all of that um, to show, oh, my content is, you know, look at me for my content, not just for the fact that I have, you know, a million likes on this post, which, <clears throat> oh yeah, half of which I paid for. <laughs>
0: Well, there is definitely an overabundance of uh, focus on that anyways. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just it was interesting the other day. I actually uh, I really blog a lot this month, mm-hmm. right? And it, they have been getting longer. Thank you, Andy Christodina, for putting me onto that <laughs> bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they've been getting longer, right? So I'm currently at like almost 1,100 words per article on average. Mm, okay. And, you know, almost daily articles. And I, I shared the word count. Graphic, which also from WordPress, right, in the app. And that graphic also includes it says likes, average likes per post, average comments on posts. And the reason that's on there is because you can turn that on in WordPress. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's not turned on. You can't comment on my blogs. You can't like my blogs. So it says zero, right? Mm. And so somebody was on me like, whoa, how come nobody likes them? (laughs) There must not be any good. I'm like, it's not even turned on. I just didn't black it out. So on algorithms though, I think algorithms really have a long way to go. Uh, Kari Carlson from Letail was on the show a little while ago. And so she mentioned that um, algorithms or or, um, audience pools when it comes to advertising They expire, right? Every 30 days. Mm -hmm. Algorithms for organic content, they don't. So if I'm, you know, I'm going in and out of a a project and let's say today I care about construction because that's who I'm currently working with, Mm -hmm. but next week I don't, but the algorithm still serves me construction content because they think I care. Yeah. So I don't have an easy answer to get out of that one.
1: Um, Yeah, I guess you just have to start looking (laughs) at other things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely, um, what other tips, Corey, do you have to wrap up the show here? what are um uh, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you this so the not the business book for dummies, but the other one yes, it also sold very well in the photography category mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, do you think Instagram helps us be better photographers?
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, I think part of it is you know, it was actually developed more as a a place to share nice photography. So I think maybe it's just exposing people to more beautiful photos. And that maybe is shaping, you know, people are like, oh, well, I want to take photos like that. And maybe it's, you know, inspiring people to take better photos and, and be more conscious of it. I mean, going back to the likes thing, if you share a crappy photo, you know, it's all pixelated or it's blurry or whatever. You're probably not going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. So, um, you know, you might start emulating some of the better photographers and upping your game.
0: (laughs) Of course, what is better is always, um, personal perception. Um, what, what other things do you, what other tips do you have, um, for people to consider as they're trying to tell better stories on Instagram?
1: Well, I've been seeing a trend towards longer posts. Um, so if you can get out there and, and tell a little bit more of your story, um, even if you're a business, now this might not apply as much to a bigger corporate business, but You know, if you're a small business and you can have, um, you know, maybe one day a month where you just put up a picture of yourself and say, hey, you know, my name is uh, Mary Johnson and these are the things I like or this is the reason I, you know, started my business, sharing more of your personal side and telling a story about it, maybe about, you know, why you started your business or how it's helping your family or how it's helping your community. Um, I think all of those are great because people love that human connection. Um, and I know one thing I, I just did this branding photography thing yesterday because I noticed that when I do share a picture of myself, even though I don't always love doing that, um, I do get a lot more likes. so people like knowing some of the people behind the brand. Um, so even if you did have a corporate place, if you um, share a highlight of, you know, this is our, um, you know, our cooking team, or this is, you know, Mm -hmm. if you do a highlight about either a certain person or a certain team and you tell a little bit more about them, uh, people love that. They like engaging, you know, person to person.
0: So basically what you're saying is, you know, write a little bit more copy with your, your pictures, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just, and try and tell that story behind it and, you know, behind your business or something interesting that happened to you or something, you know, share something that might be a little bit vulnerable and you find that people relate to you more and they say, oh, you know, she or he, they struggle with the same things I do. And I find those are the posts that really get the most engagement.
0: I, you know, I would be interested in testing that. So the one, so the picture you posted of your, I guess, your desk and um, talk about your week, I read that, but I read it because you tagged me, right? So I actually mm-hmm. got a notification. And then I'm just looking through my feed here. And then this post by HubSpot, three out of four global workers consider flexible working to be the new normal. And that's on their picture. And there is a more button. And guess what? I didn't click it um, <laughs> when I read it earlier. So I wonder if I, some, I guess I don't pay attention to that, but I, I don't know. Can you measure how many people click on more or that's not available yet?
1: um where were they was it um was it an ad or was it in their stories
0: no like for example it's just in their feed so for example your post right you have the picture and then it says been a little quiet on social this week because yeah. things have been busy i'm not sure and then at that point i have to click more oh to read oh just rest. i
1: see what you're saying yeah um so oh so you said you didn't read the rest after the after the more part
0: no, I didn't actually read anything. I just looked at their picture, which had the text. Right, it said three out of four global workers consider flexible working to be the new normal, and I didn't even read the 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 body of yeah. the text at all.
1: Well, and that yeah, that's a good point. So those that first you know sentence and a half or two sentences, if you can write a good hook, you're going to get more people to um, you know open up that that thing. So it's not just the truncated version of the caption. So, um, you know, one of my clients is, um, a functional medicine doctor. And today I haven't posted it yet, but, um, sneak preview, I'm going to have, um, something that talks about, she uses this thing called a plasma pen. And so the first thing I write is, you know, swipe to see these awesome before and after photos um, to see what the plasma pen can do. So if you can put something either, you know, actionable or that's really going to hook them into what the rest of your post is, that's going to have a lot better result for you.
0: Maybe even try emojis. I've seen that on, on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, right? The, the pointing down Oh yeah. thing. Um, the, the couple times I tried that it actually worked better. Um, and then I just kind of forgot about it, I guess. <laughs> um, So Corey, where can people find you, Instagram, on the web, whatever you want to share?
1: Okay. So, well, on Instagram, I am at Corey C. Walker. And Corey is C-O-R-E-Y. So it's at C-O-R-E-Y-C-W-A-L-K-E-R. That's me on Instagram. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Corey C. Walker. My website is themarketingspecialist.com. And on Facebook, my business page is The Marketing Specialist. So those are kind of the places that I'm most active.
0: Great. Fantastic. Thank you for uh, sharing your insights. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time.
1: Do you need help with digital marketing for your small to medium-sized business? Reach out now and drop us a message at ctrap at gmail.com.